You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. My prayer really is this. For all of us to really have the breakthroughs that we're believing God for. How many of you want that breakthroughs? You want the blessings? But more than all of those blessings and the, the breakthroughs, my prayer really is this. That all of us will come to know God in a deeper and, you know, very, very intimate way. That's, that's my prayer. You know why? Because as, as you know God and His will for you, it's going to be easier for us. Amen? It's not going to be a struggle. How many of you have been struggling all, all your life? Diba? Don't raise your hand. Yeah, that's all of us kasi. Diba? Lahat tayo, nag-struggle tayo. But when you talk about, you know, knowing God, as you know His will, it becomes easier and easier. That's why our series is about knowing God. Okay? So we'd like to welcome back all of you uh, with, the, with our Knowing God series. Now, if you missed out last Sunday, okay, tell your neighbor, say, do not worry. Okay? Do not worry. You know why? Because you can catch this at the, uh, you can just download our Victory Alabang app and then you can have, uh, you can just listen to our podcast. Amen. Okay, I think Pastor Rain uh, Tatlonghari was the one who, who took care of our 5 o'clock service last Sunday. So if you missed that, okay, uh, that's okay. You won't miss a thing. So just download the app, iTunes or Google Play. This is a five-week series, so you're not going to miss a whole lot, okay? I'm excited because, you know, as we, you know, as we go through the weeks, we'll discover more and more about our God and Savior, Amen. So week one, we're going to discuss about, oh, week one, we've discussed about God's glory. Today, it's going to be God's goodness. Next week, it's God's generosity, God's graciousness, and God's greatness. But why, why this series, pastors? Uh, why, why, why knowing God's series? Okay. Let me share to you something from Luke chapter 10, verse 27. And this is our Lord Jesus Christ saying this. He said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your and with all your and with all and what your neighbor ask yourself how many of you can truly say that you love god come on i want to see i'm really interested in seeing this how many of you love god it's got to be all of us that's why you're here amen let me let me share to you something that um about a month ago uh one of our um visitors came and we had an apologetics class and his name is Joe phillips and what's interesting about this he he, he, he made a quote. He, he actually said this in, in that meeting. He said, When God calls us to love Him, He calls us to do that freely and fully. We cannot love freely and fully that which you do not know. And he says, Which means the less you know God, the less you love Him. The more you know God, the more you are able now to love him. You see, when God calls us to love him with all our hearts, it does not say love him just that, you know, all our hearts, but it says love him with all our minds as well, right? In other words, we need to discover and understand who God is. Are you still here tonight? You need to understand who your God is because it is quite impossible to say you love God, but you do not know him fully. Are you still here? That's what it is. Now, this is, this is why we've thought of this series. We need to discover and understand who God is. If we truly say that we love God, 
then we have to know Him. So today, I hope you're excited today. Everybody say today. today. We'll talk about God's goodness. Okay, let's all stand and I want you to open your Bibles to Psalm 34 verses 1 to 8. For our reading, we'll just read um, verses 1 to 8. Okay, let me just read Psalm verse verse. Actually, it's not the first, it's the zero verse. It says, Of David, when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, so that he drove him out and he went away. Now, let's just pause right there. Now, this whole psalm was written at a time when David was a fugitive, running away from King Saul. And he went to um, the Philistine camp where, you know, David, right? King David slaughtered Goliath, right? You all know that? So he went to this uh, Philistine city called Gath where actually Goliath was raised. So he was afraid for his life. He was running away from Saul. He went to this city and he was also afraid for, you know, because, because it's, it's the place of, of Goliath. He was afraid for his life. He actually pretended to be insane. Alright, that's why it says there of David when he changed his behavior before Abimelech. Abimelech was the king. So that he drove him out and he went away. So in order for David to preserve his life, he became insane. Okay, although he's not, but he pretended to be insane. And he wrote this Psalm 34 in a cave called Adullam. Amen. So are you ready? Verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Those who look to Him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him and delivers them. Last verse. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in Him. Let's pray. Father, thank You for this day. Thank You for Your Word. Lord, it is our desire to discover, to know who You are as a God who is really good. Lord, I pray that You will open our spiritual eyes and our ears and our open our hearts, Lord God. Lord, I pray that Every word that will come out from this mouth, Lord God, will come from you. Holy Spirit, be the one to speak to us. Make us understand how good you are. Thank you, God. We give you back all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody say this with me. God is good. good. How many of you believe that? Amen. Okay. God is really good. Our family was blessed actually uh, last year, December. That was Christmas. Uh, we were blessed to to go to a to Japan. We were we were uh, we were blessed by my in-laws, and we went to basically we had a a, a uh, prep time for going to Japan. So we were like preparing for two months for this for this uh, for this trip and. Our scheduled uh, flight was about January 26, early in the morning, like 1 a.m. That was our scheduled flight. And the visa, which we gave a month earlier, didn't arrive, you know, at the exact time. And I know, you know, uh, our booking agent is actually here. She knows, uh, she knows what we went through. But we went there and, and uh, we went to, the, to the, uh, the, the other agency that took care of our visa. And 
Yeah, to cut the long story short, we did not get the visa. Uh, we were so frustrated with my wife. I mean, we, we tried holding everything, you know, trying to keep it calm, but it wasn't calm anymore because we were missing the flight. We didn't get our visa, and our family, uh, the, the, the bro- my, my brother-in-law's family went ahead of us, and we were not able to make it. December 26th. And if you were in that position, everything was paid for. Your plane ticket was paid for. Your accommodation has been paid for. Uh, the transportation, everything was paid for. The only thing is we were not there. So can you just imagine the stress? I, mean, I, 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 I actually eat stress okay? because that's, <laughs> that's what we do every week as pastors. But nothing would stress you more than not getting your visa. And, you know, kind of losing that, 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 that plane. Not to mention losing the moment together with your family. And yet, you know, at the back of your mind, you're thinking, God, what have I done to deserve this? How many of you felt that way, right? And you're, you're going through some, some uh, situation in your life and you're saying, God, I think I, did I do something wrong to deserve this? So we were not able to make it. But, but, okay, uh, I say but because that 26th okay, of December, we, we found out that all the flights were canceled uh, going to Japan. In fact, some of our friends stayed in the airport for over a day, for over 24 hours. I don't know if you know that, but Typhoon Nina was here. You all remember this, right? And it was canceled. And, it was, and you know, guess what? Guess where we were? December 25. Because we didn't have any plans. There was no food at home. We were with Pastor Ariel Marquez's family. And we just celebrated our, our Christmas day together of leftover food. So that's what we had. And it was, it was really fun. But yet, you know, we were thinking, Lord, why did we make it on that 26th night? Then we saw we saw the post of our friends. They were in the airport. You know, wow. I said, God, thank you. And then I begin to think, you know, God, thank you. I am highly favored. Thank you that it's a good thing that I didn't make it there. You know? Because, you know, for all you know, that, that plane could, could crash. Or we were, we were like my whole family would be there. Tired from the service. We did the service in the 25th. So it was going to be hard for us, right? You just imagine. But God is still good. Isn't it? But at that moment, you don't see it, right? We don't see it at the moment of our, you know, of our challenge in life. We don't see the goodness of God. But when you see, you know, after, everybody say after. When you look back and you say, okay, God, you are still good. Amen? In fact, a few days later, guess what? A few days later, our visa came out. 28th of December, and we flew December 29th, and we made it to Mount Fuji. Mount Fuji is behind us. You know, that was like our bucket list, so praise God. But think about this. In the world that we live in today, okay, it's not fine and dandy like what happened to us, right? In fact, the world we live in today is full of evil, full of danger. It is full of, what, suffering. Think about the Philippines. Ito sa Manila. Every single day you will hear reports about people getting murdered, 
you know, uh, drug-related whatever, suffering is so much real in our life today. How many of you agree with that? We see it every single day. In fact, all of us go through it every single day. And, and what's dangerous about this is that some people think, okay, some people think that God is not really good. See, it's quite easy for us to, you know, it's quite easy for us to understand that when bad things happen to bad people, it's okay, right? Because they deserve it. It's kind of like watching the movie, the Hollywood, diba? You see the bad guys, they're getting it, and you know, you don't wanna you don't wanna watch a movie that the bad guys win, right? Or you like the bad guys to win. You don't want that, right? But it's easy for us to say, hey, you know, that's fine because this 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 person is a bad person and booting us sakanya. But when bad things happen to good people, it suddenly changes everything. Your, your, your thinking is different now. Two of our members that I dearly love and look up to because of their faith in, in God. And one of them, well, two of them actually had to fight cancer for two years. I saw their plight, the whole plight of the family. It was really, really devastating to see that, that, you know, after all the prayers, after all that we have done... All the checkup. In fact, we thought that, you know, healed. We were celebrating. Still, you know, they, they suffered loss. This family lost their, their dads. And it's kind of it's um, um, disappointing to see that happen as a pastor. Seeing the life of, of somebody you truly admire and love. And, you know, it's like any of you or any of us. It's kind of frustrating, uh, discouraging when you see that. How many of you felt that way at one point and your faith has been wounded? And that was the case for most of us. In fact, the biggest question that all of us are really asking is this. Is God really good? Is God really good? It's easy to say, God, you are good because, you know, you're, you're being blessed. Remember the time that you got your first cell phone, right? Praise God, I got my first cell phone, yes. Then you got, you know, your, your nice paycheck uh, last year. You, you're praising God again. It's good to say that, and it's easy to say that because when you're blessed, you will really say, God, I can worship you. Thank you, Lord. But when things go wrong... When we go through the pain and the suffering and the agony, that is where the faith is tested. You know what I'm talking about, right? This is where, you know, the rubber meets the road. When you lose somebody you love, when you, when you, uh, when you experience loss, it's difficult. I'm not saying it's easy because it is difficult. There were certain times in my life that, you know, I look back, it was really difficult. Losing a business, right? Losing a, 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 a relationship, losing a lot of things in your life. And the way that you were expecting it, it didn't happen. And of course, that's where now the question remains. Is God really good? I think the better question we need to ask ourselves is this. Who determines really what is good? 
Who determines what is good? Is it you or me? Is it our circumstance that determines what is good? So when you, when you experience something good, you'd say, yes. Is that, you know, is that the benchmark or, you know, the benchmark of, or the standard of saying, ah, it is good. Who determines that? Because if it's all up to me, I can define good as this. Okay? If this someone or something okay, impacts my life, in a good way, I'd say, ah, it's good. Right? You are good only to the degree that I am made happier or more content by you. So if I'm, if I'm looking at God and, you know, He's making me happy, and then He's good. But if He's not making me happy, God, you're not good. And you know what's our problem? Our problem is this. It's, it's in one word. It's our perspective. It's how we look at God. If the basis of everything that is good is about how good it impacts our life, okay, then, then good becomes really temporary. You all know what I'm talking about? It becomes temporary for you because it it's good now, but tomorrow it's not good. It becomes conditional. You say, you're only good when you make me happy, when you make me content. Because that's a different perspective. When we are looking at our own perspective, it becomes really flawed. Our perspective is wrong. We don't understand what good is. We only want to feel what's good for us. You understand? So right now, what we need to do today, all of us here in this room, what we need to do is to change the way we look at things. We need to change our perspective. We need to start to look and dig deep to who God is and why He is really good. Because it's easy for us to look at things our own way and not God's way. So when we read that, the scripture that we read today, Psalm 34, speaks so much of the goodness of God. And that's, that's what we'll do tonight. Amen. That's what we'll discover tonight. David saw God's goodness in a different way. He had a different perspective of God. He saw God's goodness in a way that made him worship God different from all of us. Now look at this. Let's go to our scripture. In verse 1, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now you need to understand where this guy is coming from. David was running away, trying to protect his life. He has no home. He has no wife. Nobody was with him. Think about that. To think in his life back in Israel, he was the hero, right? You remember that? He killed Goliath and then he became an instant hero. And in fact, he joined the army of King Saul. And what happened? He, he actually killed more Philistines. And the nation of Israel, they were singing, Saul killed thousands, but David tens of thousands. This guy 
was a prominent figure in Israel that the king, King Saul, became envious of him. In fact, he was so jealous with David that he wanted to kill him immediately. That's why David was running away. That's why we have Psalm 34 today. It's because of that incident. So think about this. How can a man who is running for his life, who has nothing, who has left all hope, who lives in a cave with this man, okay, with these men, all discouraged, depressed, in debt. I mean, these were the people who were around him, but yet he had to say this, I will bless the Lord at all times. Everybody say all. It's different when it comes to us, right? It's kind of hard to, to bless the Lord at all times. But what made David bless the Lord at all times? What made him say, My praise shall continually be in my mouth. Some of us probably, when, we, when we're not getting it our way, we're not getting happy with our situation, we'd probably curse our situation. We'd probably complain, Lord, bakit ba ganito? Let's go on in verse 2. He says, My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Now, if you were a hero in Israel, with all the, all the accomplishments, all the success, all the accolades that you have, you'd probably say, you know, I did it. Right? But David didn't look to his past success. He didn't look at his, his, uh, his uh, hero status. But he looked at God and he says, no, 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 my soul will make boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear. If you are humble enough today, hear this. Instead of boasting in his own, you know, what he has done, his own ability, in his own strength, he boasts on the Lord. And this soul, do you realize that your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions? That means everything that David has, he gives it back to God. His whole soul would boast on God. And then in verse 3 says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt His name together. Do you know what's the difference between a microscope and a telescope? Okay, a microscope basically would magnify that which is small, right? That's why you need a microscope. But for a telescope, like the Hubble telescope, right? It magnifies things that are far away. It seemed look so small, right? But it's really big. What David was saying is that don't think about the microscope, but you magnify it like a telescope. When you see God, you want to magnify God in that way. Most of us, we magnify the small problems of our lives rather than magnifying who God is. God is far away from us, but there is a way to magnify God. And that's when you come to know that He is a good God. Let me share to you three perspectives. Okay, if you have your notes with you, I want to just share three perspectives about God's goodness. And the first one is this. God is the source of all goodness. Say that with me. God is the source of all goodness. In verse 4, he says, I sought the Lord, and He answered me, and delivered me from all my 
fears. Why do you think did David seek God? Why didn't David seek somebody else? When you are in trouble, who is the first person you run to? Your parents, perhaps, your family member. If it's a financial thing, probably the, the bank. Who's the first thing that you seek? David sought the Lord. It's amazing. You know why? Because David knew that his source, the source of all goodness, comes from God. God is the source of goodness. When times get rough and tough, who do we really seek first? Is it God? You know, it's quite easy because for many of us, we probably the first thing that you will do when you are in trouble, you'll pray. How many of you pray? Especially when you're in trouble. Diba? Automatic. But there's a difference though, although praying is sort of like seeking God, but there's a difference when you seek God and you pray. There's a difference. Okay? I want you to get this because when you pray to God, normally what you do is you ask requests. Lord, please help me. Lord, uh, need wisdom. Lord, need provision. Lord, I need to pass this exam. Lord, I need to get work. Lord, I mean, you have a long list and that is how we look at prayer. But David is different. He looked at it in a way that would really, you know, he sought God. In our day and age, how do we seek God? It's not just about prayer. But, but it is understanding who your God is. David did not have the Bible yet. There's no Bible. But for us, aren't we blessed today that we can seek God in this word? Amen? You see, that is how. See, God is the source of all goodness. That's why he was able to say, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> you know, many years back, Many years back, we, we heard the stories. If you go to Japan and you try their sushi or their ramen or their gyoza or their tempura and all those sashimis and all of that, they say, they say okay, my, my, actually my brother-in-law would tell me, uh, Saul, you will nev- never ever like Japanese food in the Philippines anymore when you go to Japan. Of course, but of course we didn't we didn't know that because hearsay, right? Hearsay. But we finally arrived in Japan and tried the standing sushi and those nice, you know, automated sushi conveyor and all, you know all of that and the nice ramen. But I tell you, it's really different. It's a big difference when you're hearing it from somebody, right? You see. I can say that, you know, God is good out of my own experience, right? You'd probably agree. But unless you taste and see that the Lord is good in your life, you'll never probably appreciate the way I appreciate His goodness or the way I appreciate the sushi in Japan. (laughs) See, David is inviting all of us here tonight that you taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. What he's saying is that God's nature is good. You see, there is nothing bad 
about God. God cannot do something that is evil. It does not compute. It is not His nature. He does not do that. God is good and He does good. Period. See, when God revealed Himself to, to the nation of Israel, remember the time of Moses, right? Moses. And then, you know, Exodus. You all remember the time? You can find this in Exodus, actually. When God revealed Himself to Moses or to the nation of Israel, it was in these terms. Okay, let me read to you in verse, um, Exodus chapter 34, verse 6. He said, And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in what? Goodness and truth. You know why that Lord is spelled in caps, all caps? It meant He is Yahweh. He is the great I Am. He is the I Am. This God revealed Himself to the nation of Israel and even to this date, and even to this date is continually revealing Himself to all of us. And in Psalm 119 verse 8, You are good and do good. So God being good does not do bad things and all He does is good. What He does is always good. Look at what He did in creation. Everything He did according to Genesis, right? You all remember Genesis, right? He says, And God saw everything that He has made, and behold, it was what? Very good. And there was, not, there was evening and there was morning on the sixth day. Now what, when you, when you say, you know, when then if God is good, why is there evil? Why bad things happen, right? See, everything that God created was good. In fact, it was very good. The only thing that destroyed that is in Genesis chapter 3. That is when man fell and sin against God. That's why all that we're experiencing today is a mixture of good and bad. But there was nothing bad before. Think about that. There was nothing bad. I mean, probably the, the, the climate was still good. It's not hot nor cold, right? Probably there were no mosquitoes or, I don't know, I was thinking, you know, all those pests that you have, the, the roaches, right? Think about that. It was, everything was good. But because man sinned, it was different. James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. In other words, God does not change. God remains good always. That's why we have that song, God is good. And all the time, good. God is the source of all goodness. Amen. Secondly is this, the second perspective. God shows His goodness. And of course, you're probably wondering, how? How can God show His goodness? Let's look at the scripture. Verse 4, it says, I sought the Lord. And what did He do? He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. What else? Verse 5. Those who look to Him are radiant. Okay, can I see the radiant faces of our 
congregation, okay? Hindi naman kayo sa pants, diba? Oh, you look so radiant. Hindi no. magano, no? But yeah, those who look to Him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. What else? Verse 6. How does He show His goodness? This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. How many of you experience that? Not, not all, but yeah, some of you will, sometime. But the truth is, He saves us from all our troubles. What else? In verse 7, it says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear Him and delivers them. Okay? So, so think about it. If you fear God, He sends His angels to encamp around us. What else? In verse 9, Oh, fear the Lord, you His saints, for those who fear Him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. That's why he says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes what? Refuge in Him. So think about this. How does God show His goodness to us? Number one, He, he answers. God answers. God delivers. Right? God protects. He provides. He blesses. And He, you know, so many things that we get out of God. Right? This is the goodness of God. But here's the catch. Here's the catch. Don't miss this. Okay? God shows His goodness to those who seek Him. If you ain't seeking Him, how can you experience His goodness, right? It says, those who seek Him, look to Him, cry to Him, and what was, what was the last? Fear Him. In Psalm 34, verse 11, David says, Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. For, for an unbeliever, you know, the fear of the Lord means judgment. Because he's he sinned against God. He's afraid. In fact, he's afraid to die because and face judgment. But for you and I, if you believe, if you believe in, in God, how many of you believe in Jesus Christ? Come on, I want to see that. All right. If you and I, we believe God, right? The fear of the Lord is nothing scary. The fear of the Lord is really this. It's about having that holy reverence and awe before a mighty, powerful, great God. That's what it is. Proverbs 1 verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You want the goodness of God to come to you? Fear the Lord. You want His, His blessings? How many of you like His blessings, right? We all like the blessings, right? Fear the Lord. That's what we need to do. In fact, David, David wrote in the other verses, What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? He was questioning, I mean, is there anybody here who wants good? That's what he's saying. Hey, you, if you desire good, this is what you need to do. He says, Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do what? Good. Seek peace and pursue it. Sometimes it's, it does not take a miracle of God to get, you know, to get His goodness. Sometimes it only takes for us to keep our tongue from evil, our lips from speaking deceit, turning away from evil, turning away from that is, you know, what is bad for us, doing good. Because when you sow something, you will reap the same thing, right? We all know that. If you do good, guess what? The goodness of God comes. 
But what's interesting about the goodness of God is this. Even if you do not believe God, even if you don't like God, or you are, uh, you, you are an atheist, even if you don't fear God, guess what? The Bible says this, For He makes His sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. I mean, if you're not convinced about the goodness of God, think about this. Today, the sun rises for all of us, whether you believe God or not, right? Even if you're out there, you're an atheist, guess what? God still shows His goodness. It's called common grace. All of us, we receive common grace. And people don't know that. And lastly is this. God saves us because He is good. See, because God's nature is good, He chooses to save us. In verse 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. How many of you were brokenhearted last year? Okay, don't raise up your hand. <laughs> you're near. God is near to you if you're brokenhearted. That's kidding. But yes, but that is somewhat true. Those whose spirits are oppressed and e- even broken and with greatness of their calamities, those whose hearts or spirits are truly and deeply humbled under the hand of God. This is what Paul says. If you have been broken, you've been crushed in your spirit, God is with you. He shows His goodness with you. You know, um, I wanted to share a story, but just very short story. We have one of our campus minister. His name is Third, And uh, he lost his father and basically lost all hope of being able to finish his school. And one point of his life, he was telling me the story that he wanted to give up, and he was just crying out to God. And guess what? God heard his prayer. He was so broken before God, crushed in his spirit, and God heard his prayer. Somehow, somebody reached out to him while he was doing the dance thing, right? You know this, right? He was dancing and somebody shared the gospel to him. And somebody also shared Real Life Foundation, which is one of our foundations that would help scholars. And he got into the scholarship program and God turned it around and he finished his school. Now he serves as one of our campus ministers and helps in our Real Life Foundation as well. He's from Alabang. Amazing how God really looks at the broken and crushing spirit. But there's another kind of crushed spirit. It's called, it's called spiritual death. Ever heard of that? It's called spiritual death. Why is that? Okay, this, this kind of spiritual crushing or death is brought about by this. It's called sin. The Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The spiritual death is one that is really caused by our sin. So when we complain why bad things happen to good people, well, the reality is there is no one good. Jesus said to Himself, Why do you call me good? There is no one good but God. That's what Jesus said. So, for all have fallen short of the glory. 
all of us are sinners. Sometimes we, we complain to God. We tell Him, you know, God, why is this happening to us? You're not seeing it. And you're saying, you, you tend to question God. God, are you really good? Truth is, He is. And you all know that the wages of sin is death. Amen. The payment for our sin is death. Now, here it comes. This is where it is. This is like the, clinch, the clincher of everything. The major goodness of God okay, shown in this verse. It says, for the wages of sin is death. And then here comes the goodness of God. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, if you understand that the kind of goodness, okay, all other, the kind, this kind of goodness of God, okay, if you compare this to all the good things that you have today, it does not compare. You may have a, you know, God will answer you with a beautiful house, beautiful car, whatever material possessions that you have, and you say God is good. It does not compare to the goodness of receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Are you here tonight? It does not compare. All the good things that we have today, it does not compare to Jesus Christ. You know why? Because we have received forgiveness in Christ. When we die today, which hope not, not yet, but when we die, we are sure that we will have eternal life with Him. That is the greatest goodness all of us have received today. More than the things that you are complaining about, or I am complaining about, more, or the things that you have today, it really does not compare receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's why in, in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, it says, Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to what? Repentance. If you truly know how good God is, it will lead you to repentance. It will lead you to humble yourself before God. Bible says, For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. And if this is not enough for you, if you're listening to this, Romans 5.8 says, But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God shows His goodness to His love for us. Let me repeat that. God shows the greatest good to all of us through His love for us. While you and I were still doing the bad things in life, God chose to give you goodness. God chose to give you His Son. This to me is the greatest and the strongest evidence of God's goodness to all humanity. Amen? God really is the source of all goodness. Secondly, God shows His goodness. And thirdly, God saves because He is good. To wrap it all up in these three words, main point, it's simple. God is good. Period. Amen. Let's all stand. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Period. Nobody will disagree.
you just can't disagree that God is a good God. So no matter what we will experience in 2017, know that God is good. And He, he loves us. Amen? Let's just bow down our heads and pray. Father, thank You for Your Word. Thank You, Lord God, that Your goodness can never be based on how we look at You. Your goodness can never be based on the circumstance or the things that You do for us. But Your goodness is based on who You are. You are a God that is good. Lord, we are thankful, God, that we can stand here and worship You knowing that Your Son, Jesus Christ, died for us so that we may receive forgiveness of sin, so that we may receive eternal life. I want to take this time if you have been attending this church and you're, not, you're now beginning to see the goodness of God and how much He loves you, maybe today, tonight is the time for you to give your life to Christ. Maybe today is the time that you receive the full pardon, the full forgiveness, the full goodness of God. Let's just bow down our heads and close our eyes. If that is you, if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, I want you to lift up your hand Say, I want to receive that pastor. Yes, I want to see those hands. Just lift it up. Yes, I see those hands. Praise God. Yes, thank you. Anybody else? Come on. Thank you. Yes, I see those hands. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Lift it up right now. Size again. If you're lifting up your hand today and you want to receive the goodness or the forgiveness of God, then follow after me. Pray this prayer after me. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, I come before you, a sinner, needing a Savior. I know that you died for me on that cross for my sins so that I may receive your forgiveness. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and believe in my heart that He is raised from the dead so that I may receive eternal life. Today, I make a declaration. From this day on, I will turn away from all my wicked ways and turn to You, Lord Jesus, to follow You for the rest of my life. Lord, I receive all Your mercy and Your peace I receive all your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's give out a big hand. Praise God.